grow me as a person and an athlete. Um, without the help of them, I mean, I, I wouldn't be a college athlete. Uh, the amount of work they've done for me on uh, my personal life and my athletic life is, has been amazing, and I, I can't thank them enough. Welcome to episode 247 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Welcome to October and the Major League Baseball postseason. It's a sure sign, though, that the local scene is slowing down a tad. There are still, however, some storylines we're watching. We'll start in MLB, where there are plenty of connections to Alberta. We talked last week about some of the players like Cody Funderburk, Andrew Kittredge, and Michael Soroka. But there are plenty of coaches with the 12 teams that used to play here when affiliations called our province home. Among them, Arizona Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovello, who played with both the Calgary Cannons and Edmonton trappers in the mid-90s. Texas Rangers hitting coach Tim Hires was a member of the Medicine Hat Blue Jays and Edmonton Trappers. And the Houston Astros have a few coaches who once played here as well, including Alex Cintron in Lethbridge, Gary Pettis in Edmonton, and Dan Farova in Calgary. And of course, original Okotoks dogs hurler and Calgary's own Jim Henderson is the bullpen coach with the Milwaukee Brewers. Just some added subplots for this MLB postseason. In other news, congratulations to a trio of familiar faces on heading to the Arizona Fall League, a HP Academy's Eric Sabrowski, Dogs Academy's Justin King, and Vauxhall Academy's Damiano Palmigiani are continuing their pro journeys after solid minor league seasons this year. Looking forward to seeing how they perform on this stage. Congratulations as well to a quartet of Albertans on being named to Baseball Canada's Junior National Team Dominican Fall Instructional League Camp. Cochrane's Simon Baker, Innisfail's Nathan Flewelling, St. Albert's Eric Hartman, and Edmonton's Michael Yusupchuk are a part of the 31-athlete roster heading to the Dominican October 13th to 21st. Calgary's Chris Rietzma and Prairie Baseball Academy alum Dustin Mollican will also be coaches under skipper Greg Hamilton. Episode 241 guest Halen Knoll is heading to the newly crowned champion of the Intercounty Baseball League. The reigning West Coast League Pitcher of the Year and Edmonton Riverhawks hurler will join the Welland Jackfish next summer after he spends a spring with the Edmonton Collegiate Hawks. And finally, congratulations to Okotoks Dogs Hall of Famer Terry McKaig on having his number 27 retired by the UBC Thunderbirds. He was the program's founder, getting it started in 1997-98 and was the program's head coach through 2015. McKaig went into the UBC Sports Hall of Fame last April. Speaking of the college game, that's where we'll start with this week's guest. Many Alberta athletes have headed south for fall ball at their respective U.S. college programs. Among them is Edmonton's Reese Hemmerling, who is coming off a strong freshman season going 6-2 with a 4.77 ERA and 17 appearances at Barton Community College. He came back home this summer to go 0-1 with a 6.13 ERA and 6 relief appearances for the Edmonton Riverhawks. The 6-foot, 155-pound right-hander has turned heads with some of his showcase spin rates and other analytics. And as it turns out, he's a science guy and enjoys the student part of being a student athlete. Reese, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How is it being back in school? Oh, it's it's uh, it's great. I mean, I I missed it down here. Uh, you know, I'm taking a heavy course load, so it's it's a little bit of a grind right now, uh, balancing that and baseball. We talked about that off air briefly. Give us the synopsis here on your course load and what you hope to be when you quote unquote grow up. Yeah, so right now I'm taking 17 credit hours, and that uh, consists of trigonometry, basic nutrition, personal and community health, chemistry, and um, God, I, I can't even remember my last class I got. 
there's a lot of them is what you're saying and uh what oh, i think english is the one i forgot <laughs> right right there's always that one that kind of that kind of takes you for a loop and what's the end goal here like if baseball doesn't work out what are you hoping to get into yeah so i'm getting my biology degree right now and then you know i've always been interested in the medical field so i want to get into physiotherapy very cool. So walk us through the mindset. I know this is a baseball podcast, but it always fascinates me when, when athletes are doing exceptional things from a scholarly perspective. Where did your inspiration come from in wanting to chase this particular uh, line of work? Um, I, I mean, ever since the uh, beginning of high school, I've, I fell in love with uh, like how the body works and all that type of stuff. So you know, I've been, I mean, I've been switching what I wanted to be throughout high school. I mean, chiropractor came to mind, doctor came to mind, but uh, I'm pretty set on physiotherapy right now. And, you know, it, it interests me a lot. And I know uh, I'll enjoy it a lot if I get into that. Well, physiotherapy, um, there's not a very far jump between that and, and the athletic world. So let's get into that. You're at your sophomore year at Barton. Uh, obviously, the, a lot of people don't realize that aside from the usual spring season, there's a whole bunch of work that goes into the fall. You've been taking part in showcases and that kind of thing, playing a few games as well. Walk us through the workload from a baseball perspective during the fall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot within a short period of time. I mean, we're we're practicing uh, four or five hours a day, and then we got showcases that we're traveling all around for, and, you know, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, uh, we we got to mix in some training in that, too, and, you know, just trying to balance that with school is, is real tough right now. It's, it's a grind, but I'm, I'm doing it pretty well right now. Well, I suppose you're probably pretty... Uh, acclimatized to it as well because this is your second season with Barton. You you kind of went through the grind the first year. Take us back in time a little bit to last year and uh, the season as a whole with Barton. What did you think of your overall performance and some of the thing, the trials and tribulations of of what the year was like for you? Yeah, I mean it was awesome. I mean I showed up uh, two weeks late because uh, I I didn't have the the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. So I got denied at the border and I had to uh, get that. So I showed up late and, uh, you know, the boys were awesome and, you know, getting me comfortable and moved in and all that. And I mean, it's from, from that, I, I knew that I was going to enjoy my time here. And, you know, I, I thought I did pretty, pretty well overall. I mean, there's some things I had to work on. Uh, I want to reduce my walks this year lower the ERA a little bit and uh but yeah I had a blast last year I mean we set a win record at Barton so I mean it was it was awesome from a personal standpoint how would you grade your overall performance especially making that jump from high school to JUCO I I, I'll give myself uh an A minus um you know I I I did pretty good as a freshman Uh, I, I came in throwing around 83 and I mean by the spring season I was throwing upper eight so i mean i i i grinded my i grinded uh and yeah i mean it it went pretty pretty well but i want to be a lot better this year what did you learn about yourself or learn about your abilities making that jump um i learned that uh you know it's, it's not as easy as it was um but taylor and connor and ethan they all prepared me really well and you know i knew i i got the work ethic to compete in you know, college baseball. So it was, it was great. Did anything take you by surprise in making that switch over from, from high school and the comforts of home to, uh, to another country and another school and another program? 
Yeah, just, I mean, leaving home was, was tough. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I fit in pretty well. I, I got used to it pretty fast. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, I mean, I moved in pretty well. Barton's known for having a solid contingent of Canadians on the roster. Did that make the transition a little bit easier and knowing you had uh, some people around you that had uh, similar backgrounds? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had uh, Ricky Sanchez, Dryden Howes, and um, uh, Aiden Hadley last year. And, you know, just talking with them a lot and getting to know them off the start, it was they made the move in uh, a lot easier for me. You got to spend the summer back at home with the Riverhawks. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I, I didn't join them off the start. Um, uh, my, my dad's battling some, some health issues right now, so I took time to spend uh, a lot of time with him there. But, uh, you know, he he got out of hospital, so, I mean, I joined them after that and uh, played with them for the back half of the season, and it was a blast, I mean. The fans were, were awesome. The organization's awesome. And I can't wait to be back there next year. What was it like getting a suit up for a hometown team like that in a, in a ballpark that you probably spent a little bit of time at during the, the course of your young career? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Uh, I got to play in that field with uh, AHP uh, quite a bit. But uh, going, going into that uh, in front of all those fans and, being able to play, I mean, it was it was great, and also to play in front of family and friends, it was it was awesome. I can only imagine, especially given all the trials and tribulations with your father as well, that probably made it a little bit easier to swallow in a sense. Being able being able to look out into the into the stands and see some familiar faces and, and see them cheering you on. Yeah, for sure, it was it was great that he was able to watch me. So now you look ahead to this coming season. What kinds of things have you been working on to make sure that you've taken that next step and you can be a, a more prevalent uh, feature for, for the Barton uh, pitching squad? Yeah, so I've been talking with uh, my pitching coach down here and Ethan back home, and I've been working on uh, some mechan- mechanics changes. And, uh, you know, I've, I'm working on that and, you know, staying closed while, more when I'm pitching. So hopefully that'll reduce uh a lot of my misses and bring my walks down because that was that was my issue last year i had a little too many walks but other than that um yeah that's pretty much the one thing i've been focusing on and also getting uh, a lot stronger and hopefully getting the velocity up into the low low 90s i'm always curious when a pitcher messes with things that they've been doing for such a long time how foreign does that feel like even just the slightest little difference probably means quite a bit to your your overall delivery doesn't it yeah i mean it's it feels it feels really weird right now but i know it's something i gotta change and uh hopefully that'll also unlock some some velocity staying closed a little longer but you know it feels weird and you have to just kind of get over that bump of it feeling weird and to, to feel normal is it a major difference or is it like a minor kind of tweak? Like, Hey, let go of the ball here. When you, when you talk open versus close, give, give our listeners a sense as to what kind of change this all entails for you. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't do a very good job at pointing my back pocket towards the catcher and, you know, my shoulders and my, my front side opens up early, which uh, can cause some timing issues with my arm and cause a lot of misses. So I'm just working on, you know, pointing that back pocket towards the uh, catcher and, you know, leading with my heel. 
Very cool. When it comes to the team expectation, you mentioned you've got a few freshmen in the lineup. You're still kind of ironing out some of the, the kinks this fall heading into next spring. Do you have expectations of this team, at, at least from the early onset? Yeah, I mean, we, we got some guys on this team. I mean, the freshman class, they're they're pretty strong. We got some strong uh, sophomores coming back. So, you know, it's going to be hard to repeat what we did last year, but I think we got a good enough squad that we can we can do something special. On a personal level, do you have any expectations of yourself or things that you'd like to uh, accomplish by, say, this time next year? Yeah, so hopefully uh, I want to I want to win, like, uh, All-American and uh, – I want to try and win some some personal accolades, um, and doing that, I mean, I just I just have to work and you know stay uh, consistent throughout the season. Let's go back in time a little bit here. You're you're an Edmonton area kid, raised in in that area. What got you into baseball in the first place? Um, it was actually my brother. Uh, I played hockey, and then you know my brother he was he was a good baseball player, and you know he got me into it. But also my parents, they both played uh slow pitch and they were they were both uh really competitive in that so you know it's always been in the family and uh those are the three that really got into baseball and um it got to the point where i enjoyed baseball a lot more and uh, quit hockey was that a tough decision to make for you because everybody knows hockey's sort of number one in this country and taking a shot at baseball is, is kind of almost like a foreign idea for some yeah no it was it was really tough because i mean i was I, I think I was better at hockey than I was at baseball when I when I quit. But uh, you know, I enjoyed baseball a lot more, and that's the sport I wanted to to work at. Did you have a favorite team or player growing up? Um, growing up, it's it's always been the Blue Jays, and uh, my favorite player growing up. I mean, it it switches, but I mean, right now, right now, my favorite player is Gosman. He's he's uh, unreal, but. Growing up, I didn't really have a favorite player. I just kind of <laughs> watched everyone, I guess. Mm-hmm. How cool is it to watch the Jays in a playoff run right now? Oh, that's it's going to be great. I mean, we have uh, we actually have a Kansas freshman down here, and he's a Jays fan, so I'll, I'll definitely be watching with him along with the other Canadians on my team. <laughs> is it? Do you, is there a different feel around this team at all? Like from your standpoint it's for me i feel like they're i'll call it less fun like there's a lot less shenanigans but they're very business oriented especially from a pitching staff perspective what's your what's your take on this team because they've been kind of a a weird frustrating team to watch for parts of this year yeah i know i i mean there's there's been a lot of ups and downs but you know i think it all comes to down to management i mean i, I just don't think uh schneider's doing a real good job but you know, uh, we got in the playoff spot. Um, we'll see how that turns out in the playoffs, and hopefully we can bring back uh, the World Series. Fingers crossed, especially with that uh, pitching staff. You, you'd hate to see that yeah. that effort go to waste because, man, they were on fire all year. Uh, a few, couple yeah, more for sure. you here, and then we'll let you get going. I know you got class coming up fairly soon here. Uh, one in particular is that AHP. I mean, we've talked a little bit about Taylor and Ethan and, and their influence. What has that program meant to you, not just from a, a baseball perspective, but also from a, a life human being perspective? Oh man, I mean they've they've grown me as a person and an athlete. Um, without the help of them, I mean I I wouldn't be a college athlete. Uh, the amount of work they've done for me on uh, my personal life and my athletic life is, has been amazing, and I I can't thank them enough. 
from that. Uh, obviously, there are some youngsters who are beginning their journeys at AHP or at other places around Alberta, and they've got dreams of going to college or going, you know, even further. They want to be the next Reese Hemmerling. What kinds of advice would you offer to them? Pieces of wisdom that you've learned over the years to maybe impart upon them? Yeah. So growing growing up for me, I mean, I, I was always a small small guy, so you know, it, it wasn't easy for me to make teams and to because of my height and you know it, it got to the point in my senior year I almost quit baseball because I got uh, cut from a team in the Edmonton area but you know I, I decided to try out for another team and made that team and uh, that was the best decision I made and I mean the overall message is I, I mean no matter how hard it gets just just don't quit just keep going because it'll it'll get better fantastic stuff Reese well final question for you it's one we ask everyone what does the game of baseball mean to you Oh, it means everything. I mean, this this is my life. Uh, you know, I have hopes to go professional one day, and you know, uh, without baseball, I don't know where I'd be at right now. And you know, it's it's great. It's been great to catch up with you and get a li- get to know a little bit more about your journey, Reese. Really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward at Barton and beyond. And again, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Next up is Charmaine Gervais. The White Court area product has been a staple of the provincial program over the last few years and was a key member of this year's Women's National Championship team that took home bronze. The 20-year-old pitcher slash infielder is a Baseball Alberta Award winner and a St. Albert Minor Baseball Association product. She also enjoys talking about growing the game, the family connections, especially being fortunate enough to play alongside her sister Cassidy. Charmaine, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I never pass up an opportunity to talk about baseball. It's the biggest passion in my life for sure. Fantastic. Well, (laughs) let's get started with it. I mean, what a summer for you and for the Baseball Alberta team. Let's start with that bronze at the Women's Nationals. Hindsight being 2020 and a few weeks to decompress, I suppose. What was that experience like for you? Um, This year was amazing. Like our team... We had like a completely new team. Like there's some returning players, of course, but um, a lot of new girls, right? Like from the younger mm-hmm. age group. Uh, this year, we really connected as a, like a whole. Like I thought there'd be some loops and holes or whatever, because there's younger girls and then the senior girls, right? But no, like we were, we loved each other. Like we were really there for each other as well. Like I thought our energy was amazing and uh we should have got gold, but you know, <laughs> didn't turn out that way. But you know, next year, like we're gonna be, we're totally ready for that next year. Mm, everyone um, I've talked to so far has said that it was kind of a roller coaster. You had some big wins, and then some tough losses, oh, more yeah. big wins, tough losses. <laughs> How were you able to weather that storm? Um, I've been in a lot of experiences like that before, like really close games. Like we had the game against Saskatchewan was <laughs> intense, um, and then. Um, some like last year and the years before that too, like we've had some really, really tight games and, you know, like I think for myself, I see that pressure is like, it's more of a motivation to do more and more. Like I think under pressure, I perform a lot better and it's more of a, let's get our, all of our energy going towards this win. Like, I don't want anybody sitting down on the bench. Like we're all, we're all up and we want it more than the other teams. So I think that really um, carries me through the games and stuff and helps me um, just push for the win even more. Like it doesn't, 
get us nervous. It, it can, um, it's a huge motivator. Yes, exactly. I think Sydney Moore was one who told us about Alberta grit. It's not pretty, but it gets the job done. Was that the yeah. mentality on the field for this team? Oh, definitely. And the, as a team, we talked about it like before our games and after our games, like our grit with this team, like we really knew this year how to dig down deep and keep pushing, even though it wasn't going the way we wanted. There's some errors, even on my end, like against the Saskatchewan game, I had two errors. I was, um, it wasn't my best game, but you know, the next two plays, I really dug down deep and I was like, you know what? Um, let me get these outs and that's all you can do really. Mm -hmm. As weird as it sounds, I mean, you're 20 years old, but yet you're one of the savvy veterans and you mentioned the, the youthfulness of this team. How impressed were you with how resilient that squad was? Like, especially after that, the semifinal game where you lose and you end up having to go to bronze, it could have been really easy to just kind of pack up and go home. And yet you persevered and, and managed to pull off the victory in that final game. Yeah, exactly. Well, as a team, we were like, you know what? We want a freaking medal. We're not going home to the airport. Like, we we don't want to go home without a medal. And we're like, you know what? Like, if this is the best we can get right now, we're not going to just roll over and not place. We wanted a medal, and that's what we did. Mm -hmm. Such an eclectic group, too. I mean, like you mentioned, young talent and some some veterans as well. You also had some new faces that have been playing ball for a while. I look at casting Matlock as an example, uh, having played uh, softball down in the States and comes in and kind of becomes a key contributor to the team. How cool was it to see that team gel so well together and, and win a bronze with that young core? It was amazing. Honestly, like Cassie was amazing. Like um, now we're going to be roommates. We just got a place together oh, in Edmonton cool. that we're going to be staying together. But um, no, I definitely didn't expect it. But with this team, um, it definitely surprised me and more than like any team I've played on before. We really um, we really got together and, you know, it put our differences aside. Like nobody was uh, in the background, you know, like it was a huge like is a team win this year mm -hmm. for sure speaking of that young core one of them happens to be your younger sister cassidy what did it mean to you to be able to play on the same roster as her uh you know like for my mom it's super special and we always like we get along very well and then just playing baseball together too that was a huge thing like we're always there for each other and it's it's amazing to have my younger sister and I'm so proud as a, a bigger sister as well to see her uh, go out there and play her ass off. Like she was, she was amazing this year too. And I, I get emotional talking about because it it's like she's my baby sister, and just seeing her improve and develop the way she has, it really is really special to me. Very cool. Any favorite memories or moments from that tournament? Um, I'd have to say. My favorite one is after our second game. Uh, I think it was against Ontario. Uh, we just we won our first game of that tournament, and uh, after the game, we all like we all went in our truck and we played this one song that we had out after every game, and we were just all in the truck and we were singing it and everything, and we like that's when I really felt the team clicked together and come together as a whole. And I was like, okay, this is where we're going to be 
successful and this is where we're going to be able to dig from love hearing the the experiences of those tournament teams because it just it happened so fast and yet uh, you're able to pull it together really uh, really well so again congratulations on that let's rewind the tape a little bit here and talk about your baseball past you're we're chatting with you as you're on the family farm right now uh <laughs> you're north of edmonton here you grew up there first off who got you into the game in the first place my grandpa for sure like ever since i was four years old we were out in the in the field even just playing catch just we had like my cousins out and everything and we play some games and stuff and then um my mom's also extremely into it so my mom and my grandpa definitely got me into it <laughs> very cool were you a multi-sport athlete growing up or were you a all baseball all the time kind of athlete um well like baseball's number one since since the first day I started playing it but I also played basketball I did track um volleyball but I was baseball is the thing I was always doing during the off season. Even I was still throwing. I was even with basketball practice, I'd stay after basketball practice and I'd be throwing. Um, it was just, it's number one for me. It always has been as a fan. Did you have a favorite player or favorite team growing up? Uh, definitely Marcus Stroman. Um, I was seeing ever since he was with Toronto, uh, he really meant a lot to me. Like just his, the way he carries himself, the way he motivates himself, even being a smaller guy, like throwing that hard, like that's crazy to me. Um, I love his mentality and I've always loved it. So that really connected with me as a young player and even motivated me too to keep playing. I've always loved Stro for his swagger, to be honest with you. So I'm on the same yeah, page with you there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when it comes to playing the game and that, it's one thing to know that it's a, a fun game and that you're having having a, a good time with it. Did you? When did you realize that, hey, maybe I could do something with this, like maybe represent Alberta, for example? Um, when I first started playing for the Alberta teams, when I was uh, 14, we got a gold medal in... Uh, Dauphin Manitoba and ever since then I was like you know what like I want to make Team Canada that's a huge goal for me like nothing's going to stop me and I'm going to keep trying um, and I want to play college level I'm working my butt off off on off season and stuff like that and that like ever since a young age that's what I've wanted and I'm not giving up until it happens so who inspires you to get to that next level, whether it be a teammate or a coach or others in the game, who's really kind of motivated you to get to that next level? Honestly, my mom. My mom's been my number one supporter through everything, and she's really like um, her and my, my coach Curtis from St. Albert. They've really believed in me when I've never had that that feeling before. And that just, that pushes me to work every day, like just even in the gym or throwing a baseball around or working on my footwork. They're the ones that really push me and motivate me. And honestly, like I want it so bad myself too. I don't think anybody could stop me from trying to. So mm -hmm. very cool. The motivation factor is definitely prevalent in your voice. You've won Al baseball Alberta awards, for example, you've won tournaments. Yeah. I've had some great times on and off the field. Do you have a favorite moment or memory where you sit there and go, I can't believe I'm here. I'm getting to do this. <laughs> um, well, there's this tournament um, in Lethbridge 
it was Mother's Day, and my mom was there, my grandpa was there. I had some relatives from BC come out to watch me, and I was playing at second base, and I made this diving play, and my mom, like, she <laughs> she was like, she's going crazy in the stands, and then um, after just seeing her and my grandpa and how proud they were of me, that was probably my favorite moment of all time. No, it's just like, it means a lot to me, like with my family and stuff that they're there to support me. So that definitely um, will be with me for the rest of my life. What's it meant to you to be able to represent Alberta on the national stage like you have, whether it be this year or any other year? Uh, it means a lot. Like Alberta, we got that grit, you know, like, um, and every year I think our team comes together more and more. And we really show everyone that, you know what, like, we deserve to be here. We're not no joke. Like, you can't just push us around. Like, we're really going to dig deep, and we're going to be a problem for you guys, like, every single time. We have very good attitudes about us, and, you know, I think next year, I think that gold medal's ours. A couple more for you here, Charmaine, before we let you go. For those girls and young ladies out there who are thinking, or even their families are thinking about getting them into baseball, maybe have that hesitation, or maybe they're just starting out on their journeys and, and are looking at you and going, I, I want to be like her one day. What kinds of advice would you offer to them to get them going and, and motivate them to, to play the game the, the play the game they love? You know, I'd say, like, no matter what anybody says, no matter if you don't have support from your coaches if you don't have support from the guys on your team from anyone you know like just do it yourself like if you love that game like I never give up on it like I've I've gone through so many people telling me I can't do it I've been through a lot with that but you know what? like this is what I want to do and if you're not with it then that doesn't matter because you got to have your own back sometimes too. you got to be strong enough to do what everybody says you can't do. And there's, I've seen a lot of younger girls coming up too. Like they're amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm so proud that like, uh, there's girls that are um, really leading the way in the baseball world. And it's, it's amazing to see the younger generation coming up and how resilient they are. And yeah, that means a lot to me for the younger girls too. Like I wouldn't give up. I don't care. Like, be stubborn as you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our game, too. We've shown that we can play. You know, for the younger girls, just keep going at it. Keep showing up. I heard from a few who said, hey, it was so cool to be able to, like, sign autographs at national championships as an example or, you know, be able to be the influence or the inspiration for those younger generations. How cool is it to be that person or that athlete for that, that younger generation? <laughs> That honestly is the most important thing I think for me. Um, being an athlete, you want to, especially for the younger girls, you want to be a leader. But you want to, you want to show them they can do anything. Like anything's possible for them. Just seeing younger girls around saying, "Oh, but there's starting to be more and more girls that need to see and stuff." And it's just that's amazing to see it. Really, it brightens my day and it makes me feel like. Even after I failed at something or failed at practice or something, there's always something to push forward for. Like for those girls, um, just keep on working. Very cool. My final question for you, it's one we ask everyone. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It's everything to me. Ever since I was at a 
that young girl playing baseball just going for the first time. Like, uh, it's been my life. I've dedicated everything to it. I've I've moved to play baseball. I've driven six hours a day to go to practices. Like, it's everything to me. It just, it translates into life as well. Like, and you make amazing friends at it, too. Like, all the girls in the national team and have friendships for life because of baseball. And it's like my work and everything. It's all come from baseball. Uh, it means the world to me. And I'm going to keep playing as long as I can. Charmaine, really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success you've had to this point. Continued success going forward and in your baseball journey. And really appreciate catching up with you. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Finally, Stephen Andrzejczyk has had a fascinating journey in baseball. Originally from Montana, he has succeeded at every stop, eventually becoming the first American to suit up for the Vauxhall Academy of Baseball. The utility man suited up for Team Grey at the Canadian Future Showcase this year and was uncommitted until about a week ago. The six-foot, 175-pound right-hander has announced he's committed to the Division I Sacramento State Hornets after he graduates high school next summer. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you. Just announced you're heading to Sacramento State University to continue the baseball dream. How did it feel to finally make that news public? It was really good. It's always been like a, a life goal to go D1, right? And it was good to just kind of get the recruitment process out of the way and to focus on more baseball now. What was it about Sac State that made you go, I want to play there? The, when I went on my visit, the coaches were great. The the town was awesome and the campus was cool. And uh, I'll be rooming with Brett Gap, so that would be that's even cooler. Talk about that uh, relationship and friendship and also being able to have someone familiar to you so you go down there not necessarily being the being a complete stranger. Yeah, like he's always like even since like day one I came here, he was he's already been here for a year, but he's always like pushed me to be a better better player always trying to get me in the weight room always trying to get me to do extra extra stuff with him so you know you couldn't ask for a better friend Mm -hmm. aside from gets who else did you lean on when you're trying to get this all lined up and try to get uh get your next step of the baseball journey going you know coach mack was a huge part in it like huge part he helped me with all the way through it same with my parents what excites you most about the opportunity to head down there Good baseball, cool conference, like travel a lot, nice place, California, couldn't ask for better weather. It has been an action-packed few weeks for you. You were part of the uh, Canadian Future Showcase in Toronto as well. What was that experience like for you? That was really cool. Like, I didn't know what to expect because like, I've never heard about it. And then like once you get there, you're like almost like starstruck. Like this is This is sweet. Some guys talk about being a little awestruck when they first step out onto big league field like that. Did you get the butterflies a bit as you you took those first steps on the turf? I never got the butterflies. Like I was never nervous. Like I was like, all right, this is still baseball. But like it was just cool, like being there. Like the field was sweet. Everything about it was just pretty sweet. What was your biggest takeaway from that event, from a personal and playing perspective? There's a lot of there's a lot of good players out in Canada. Way more than I suspected. There's a lot of good players. Let's get into this a little bit here because you've you've mentioned the hey this is in Canada part. For those who don't know, you're originally from Kalispell, Montana. How did you get into the game in the first place? Yeah, when I was like I don't know, like ever since I grew up, my dad's always played a little slow pitch softball, and 
remember just being down at the fields every day, just shagging for them when they take batting practice or something. Like we'd have like little mini baseball games there, like me, my brothers, and like other kids, and we'd just like throw with like full on baseball, go out to the outfield and set up like short bases, and it was a lot of fun. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's really what got me into baseball. Did you have a favorite team or a player growing up? Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan, and my favorite player was probably either David Ortiz or Dustin Pedroia. A couple of pretty good ones there. When did it click for yeah. you when you realized that it's more than just this fun game to play and that maybe you could go places with it? Uh, Probably like 10 to 12. So like when I was like 10, I was playing with like the Banditos, which was like the third-ranked team in America at the time. And then like when I was 12, I made – trials for the usa team so i almost made i was like top 32 when i was 12 so make usa team i was just on the cusp so that was probably when i was like all right i can do something with this very cool and obviously it took a bit of an interesting turn we've alluded to it being the american but you're the first american to suit up with Vauxhall academy of baseball how did it end up that you ended up in Vauxhall to begin with so i was homeschooled for before Vauxhall, and then my uh my mom was looking for somewhere I could go play and do schoolwork. And she was doing a little digging on the internet. And then my brother was at college in North Dakota and he brought back Canadians for Thanksgiving. And they just kept talking about this Vauxhall place, this Vauxhall place. So then like, we didn't know what it was. They were just like, this place is good. Blah, blah, blah. It's like I had somewhere to go. This is where I'd, I'd go. And then my mom looked it up, sent the email in, sent video. And next thing you know, I was here. Was that a bit of a challenge in your mind at the time, being a high school kid, thinking, okay, I'm going to not only you know, go to another town away from home and that kind of thing, but also you know, cross international boundaries and, and do something completely different like you did? Not really. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just base, it's baseball. Looking back on it, I mean, you're still a part of it, obviously, for the next year or so, but what has that program meant to you in your development, not only as a ball player, but also as a human being? Oh, for sure. Like, we have a big saying here, better person, better player. And, like, we're really hard on that. Like, you got to become a better person before you become a better player. They really stress the the better person more than anything, I think, which is good. You've had a lot of uh, opportunities over the course of your young career to play at a bunch of different levels and that kind of thing. But any favorite memories or moments on the field where you're like, I can't believe I get to do this? T12 was for sure one of them at the Jays was one of them. The field was sweet. And then probably the USA games. They were awesome. I was playing them with like, what are they called? NTIS, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I played in them my first year. It was awesome. You also got a chance over the, this past summer to play with the Brooks Bombers, get a few uh, games in at the at the college level. As a high school guy, does that give you a little bit of a vote of confidence knowing that you compete against some of these uh, better college players? Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially when you're playing against the 24, 25-year-olds. Like, you just, like now you know what to expect. You get better for sure. Like, facing that pitching every day, you get a lot better than face, facing 82, 85. Like, once they start throwing the 88, 90, like, 
you're going to start being on time more. You're going to be start catching more barrels for sure. Looking at some of the stats as well, you topped the list at a recent Vauxhall Buck Scout Day for PBR. You hit one at 101.6, and I'm always curious when you get a hold of one that hard. Do you know you've hit it that hard? Like, talk us through how different it is when you hit kind of a bloop single versus when you hit one at 100 plus. Oh yeah, you just don't you don't feel it off the bat. You for sure know when like you know the difference from a 95 to even a hundred. You for sure know the difference of the feeling, even the end of the bat. Yeah, like, it feels good, like hitting it off the barrel like that for sure. What's been key to your development and being able to to hit the ball that hard to be able to make the impression that you've made at at uh, at every step along the way that you've made? We have a we have an indoor batting cage in my backyard, which would be a a big one to why I think I can hit. I mean, I'd be out there every day in the winter, even just sitting in our indoor, just getting stronger, getting bigger. Still got a lot of room to grow on that one though. Speaking of, when you look ahead to your own future, whether it's at Sac State or obviously the goals to go pro, get to MLB, that kind of thing, what's your ceiling? Put on your own scouting hat on yourself and what do you see yourself as being a, when it comes to being a ball player? I would like to say pro ball for sure. I think I could ease, I think I could definitely play pro ball someday if I just keep keep putting my head down and working hard for sure. Only time will tell. A couple more for you here, Stephen, before we let you go. For those just starting out on their baseball journeys, maybe they're in their first days at an academy like Vauxhall, they see you in the halls and they want your best piece of advice that you can give them to get to the next level, to get that commitment like you've gotten or even go beyond. What kind of advice would you give to them? be mentally strong don't i think the game's 90 percent mental for sure you just got to be mentally strong not worry about if you hit a bad if you have a bad at bat you got to worry about the next one like that's the biggest part in my opinion i think you can't get down on yourself fantastic stuff final one for you it's one we ask everyone what does the game of baseball mean to you you know it's, it's like it's my life right i mean i've been doing it since i could remember means a lot it's probably like if i didn't have it like who knows what i'd be doing right now Does that makes sense for sure well really appreciate the time again steven congratulations on all the success congratulations on the commitment as well looking forward to watching your future continued success going forward and again thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast thank you Thanks again to Reese Hemmerling, Charmaine Gervais, and Stephen Andrejcheck for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you like this or any other episode, make sure to drop us a rating and review as those actions help spread the word about ADS. We'd also like to tip our caps to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been phenomenal partners, and we really couldn't do what we do without them and all of our sponsors. To learn more about them all, head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.